the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings and investments in your retirement on the Max Out Savings Show as always. The Max Out Savings Show is a show about savings investments in your retirement. Uh, we've been on for over a decade, one of Houston's top financial shows, and we're here to help you save money and build up wealth. Uh, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key. That's really the key to building up wealth over the long term is to save aggressively and invest conservatively in these extraordinarily uncertain times. Uh, you really have to continue to maintain that philosophy and then conservatively manage your money and have a plan in place, a risk plan in place. Uh, these are ex- exceptional times around the world, and and a lot of people just don't understand them. So what we tr- try to do is we really try to bring what's happening in the world down to what what you need to do to try to help yourself and, and build up for retirement. And it's... Uh, and and speaking of retirement, I, I came across a uh, well. Actually, where do I want to start today? I've got we we're going to be talking about the markets. We really believe we've entered a bear market. We're going to be talking about, uh, you know what what's happening there. What's happening with some of the problems around the world? Uh, but I, I wanted to just touch base. I I, ca- I cannot help myself on the situation with Apple. And uh, for 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 some of that that y'all don't know is is the justice department has um uh, is is now suing apple to try to get them to they what they would like them to do is is to 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 come in and and design a system so they can break into the apple phones and and this is this is a uh, a big story they don't want to give them the key they want them to give them the ability to design the phone so they can break in into the systems and uh well, you know, I, I think what we have to do is is look at this on a number of levels, but uh, this goes way back. And there's really two schools of thought on, on this. L- look, l- last year, late last year, the United States government got together and, and they decided that, that they what they wanted to do was is they wanted to, to sit there and uh, find ways to counter encryption software and gain access to the most heavily protected user data on the most secure communication devices in the United States so they could so they could get so they could get a hold of everybody's uh information and 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 so they 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 instructed US agencies 
to go about doing this. So the FBI is now suing Apple on this. Now, a couple things. They're suing because they're trying to get access to, to the San Bernardino shooters and go, uh oh, whoa, whoa, 17 lives were lost. Oh my God, whatever it takes, you know, if you need to shred the Constitution to keep us safe, we're fine with that. And the answer is no, we're not. What the FBI is not telling you is they tried to do this 30 other times the government has tried to get Apple to, to, to do this and they haven't done it. So they waited till a good case, an opportunity struck when a, when a, 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 a radical Islamic terrorist came in and, and, and shot up uh, Americans in the United States. And this was their golden opportunity to try to force Apple to do something uh, with this. And so there's been two camps. One of them, Donald Trump tweeted out from his Apple that he was going to boycott Apple. And then there's the constitutionalists and the people that really say, hey, wait a minute. Do we really want to give everything over to the government and basically leave everything open to the government anytime they want to come intrude into people's lives? And say, you know, aren't don't we have a constitution? And so there's a battle. But I look at this a little bit differently. And it, it, what I see in the future for the world is really a very fascinating place and where we're going to eventually have Maybe not – well, eventually I think we're going to have self-driving cars, but we're going to have drives that cars that will be able to – at a minimum, I think within a few years you'll be able to get on I-45 or or, or uh, I-10 and, and just hit automatic and your car will drive you into 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 town. And you know all this has got to do is follow the lanes and stop if the, one, the car is in front of it. In theory, in the future, I'll be able to just hit a button and the car will pick me up and drive me to work. That's way in the future, but the others probably not – that much in the future. We have we live in an interconnected world where where lights you'll be able to turn your lights on in your home, your recording devices, you'll be able to turn the TV off and uh, uh, office, your office computer will come on or, or, uh, electricity, they'll, they'll, they, they power up electricity or pipelines from distant areas. Dams are controlled from distant areas. Our whole infrastructure is going to be controlled, be remotely controlled and tied into, into a, 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 a big, it's going to be more and more like the Jetsons in many ways. I'm not sure about the flying car, but in many other ways, it's going to be similar to that. Well, that's a fabulous, fantastic future. It's you know uh, the, the the being able to hit the button and drive into work to me is you know I, after spending an hour a day each way in the car that 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 is just like unbelievable. But so this is exciting. But here's the problem, and this is the problem that we have in the world today: is if you interconnect all that data, if somebody breaks in, they can do massive amounts of damage. They can open up. Op- they can open up dams and flood flood countrysides they can destroy power grid systems and bring down power grids for for days or weeks if they're if they're particularly good or hit the right ones they can disrupt buildings they can steal technology and and, and so you have to have systems in place to protect that and here's the problem I, i'm a pretty simple person when i'm looking at this i'm going well hmm if the White House and the Pentagon can't protect their own data, exactly how am I supposed to protect my data? It, 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 and so Apple's come up with some systems that go, look, this is almost impossible to crack into. It, it, and so the NSA just freaked out and said, look, we've got to have access. Well, here's the good thing about Apple not being able to have something that no one can get into. The Russians can't get into it. The Chinese can't get into it. And the Iranians can't get into it. So – we have this sort of toss-up. If I can harden my system against hackers so they can't break into my system, that's a pretty good deal. And I know the whole system is safeguarded 
or do I sit there and put back NSA back doors and everything so everything gets hacked and then I'm constantly in a, in a cyber war and, and, and then I have an unsafe system. And this is the world we live in today. We're gonna, if you want to live in an interconnected world where everything is, is robotized and connected and powered up, you've got to have very hard encrypted systems. Now, the problem with that, the NSA goes, whoa, 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 we have to get into everything. Well, NSA, if you can get into everything, the Russians can get everything in the Chinese. They're smarter. The best hackers in the world come out of Russia and China. And, and, and so that that is the world. we. So we have got to understand as a people what you know, we have to understand, look, do we want a hardened system in place or do we want to have back doors into everything? And then there's something else. Once the once we put in all the back doors for the NSA, you know what's going to we are the technological leader in the world. Silicon Valley and Austin are the technological capitals of the world we drive we are revolutionaries we are driving the world we're building the world better we're making we are spectacularly changing the world and everybody comes to us for technology which creates jobs it creates profits people's standard of living goes up well what are the chinese looking at what are the russians what are the germans what are the french what are the japanese they're going well whoa wait a minute if all your technology is basically set up so the nsa can waltz into it why do we want it in our country so they're going well we need to have our own technology and so what we have to understand is there is a balance between security and growth and safety in the United States of America. And, and safety is not just making sure we never have a terror attack. It's making sure that cyber terrorists don't take down our entire infrastructure because we sat there and, and riddled it with, with back doors so we could make sure that we catch some little terrorist somewhere. And, 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 and one of the things, one of the worst things that's ever happened to this country was when Osama bin Laden attacked. And it wasn't that we lost 3,000 lives and two, two buildings fell down. It was that the Ameri- there, there was a subset said of the American people, particularly the Washington establishment, panicked and basically decided to throw the Constitution out the window and, and decided to go to go uh, East German Stasi on the American people so that they could so they could do whatever it takes. And then, look, we have a constitution. We have a rule of law. But, you know, the nice thing about that constitution, a rule of law, the really great thing about it is. No one in the world can touch us. We're the greatest country in the world because of it. And we have to go back and understand that, understand where we came from, how we got here, and what we need to do in the future. So we're going to have a very technologically advanced world in the next 20 years. It has to be safeguarded. Give you an example. In Hollywood, one of the, the specialized hospitals over there that treats all the stars got hacked into. And so the, these people stole all the these movie stars' health health records well they can go blackmail them now and and if those if those if they would have had completely encrypted hard systems that couldn't get in they couldn't have done this or it two things in the future you're going to have to have completely encrypted systems or you're going to have to have paper files paper files are very hard to get into you got to break into a building no one wants to do that remember what happened to the watergate burglars yeah they got caught uh, and it brought, brought down a presidency but believe me have you seen any chinese or russian hackers get caught at all right have you seen them no they never get caught it's a you know honestly hey what do you want to do with your, hey i would be a russian or chinese hacker you got you can hack into all the technology in the united states you never get caught and you can steal everything from the american people so what what i think the bigger danger to the united states of america and this is why i'm saying this is we must protect we must protect our 
infrastructure in this country. We must protect our technology and make it and, and, and hardwired it so we can protect the American people. And putting back doors in it isn't going to do this. This is a big story with Apple. Uh, Donald Trump is boycotting. I, you know, I, I think some of the other guys are going to sit there and see some reason in this. The FBI filed, Friday filed a, another suit, and they're really going after Apple. Uh, Google's come to their defense. Facebook has come to their defense. And the technology, people see the real danger that the, 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 the danger of killing the golden goose of Silicon Valley in Austin, you know, to uh, for, for to protect basically against a terror attack. And, and the question is, do we want to have a modern society? Do we want to move into the future or do we want to basically, you know, drift into the into the paranoia camp of East Germany and and, and that's the battle. One of the battles going forward. Fabulous election coming up. I mean, I've, I've, I've studied politics since I was seven years old. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Uh, the, 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 the amount of people voting, I think you're going to see massive voting coming out of South Carolina. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, I, you know, you got Trump in there. You got Cruz coming on number two. You've got Rubio trying to come in there as well. You've, you've got a tremendous battle between the Washington establishment, Republicans, and, and, and the American people who were represented by Donald Trump and Ted Cruz. And, and I think it's, it's fascinating to see how this is going to all play out. I think the world is rapidly changing for our, before our eyes. And, uh, and we're living at real time, and and things are dramatically changing. This is why you have the worst stock market start to the stock market in in fifty sixty years recently. I mean, this is why you saw the market plunge down twelve thirteen percent, and then it's bounced up some. But this is why we're in a bear market. There's tremendous uncertainty in the world. Uh, China has tremendous problems in their country, financial problems. We we're looking at the worst commodity collapse in, in since probably the Great Depression. And we're and we're uh, looking at uh, at oil at twenty nine dollars, and so this is all making a very toxic, volatile brew, which you've got to navigate through there. And we talked about in the show we've counseled for for months and over a year about the importance of of being very cautious with your assets, having a risk plan in place for your retirement, which is what we've done. We, and and if, by the way, if you're not listening, if you're not on our max out savings report, we just put out another report last week talking about the markets. We think we're in a bear market. We talk about it's a read a market. And, and I'll explain a little about that after when we get back. Uh, but back in December, we put out a special interim warning alert about the high yield market was starting to crumble and to get out. We've been warning you about this for a while, but we really made it pretty crystal clear in December. And things are getting worse out there. So if you're not on that report list, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. We'll be right back. Remember, this election is all about the future. We want to take the country into a future based on the Constitution and the rule of law. And uh, it's, it's exciting. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Sam Malone. Get the medical equipment you need fast and at the best price. eCare Medical Supplies offers the same low prices you would find online for hospital beds, lift chairs, power scooters, power wheelchairs, and other medical equipment and supplies. Visit their showroom near downtown Houston and try before you buy. Their trained team of experts will help you every step of the way from product selection to purchase or rental and often same-day delivery. 
Quality medical equipment gives patients comfort and mobility, so don't wait. Call eCare Medical Supplies. From size restrictions to strict budgets, there are no special needs the eCare team can't fulfill. Get the comfort and relief that quality medical supplies can provide for the lowest price in town. Call eCare Medical Supplies today, 713-695-4939, 713-695-4939, or visit eCareMedicalSupplies.com. That's eCareMedicalSupplies.com. Cures what ails you. Yep, the chicken soup cook-off. The chefs of 40 of Houston's finest restaurants will be competing, and you can taste as many as you like. Join me, J.P. Pritchard. I'll be there tasting as many as I can. Proceeds benefiting the Houston Food Bank and the Emergency Aid Coalition. Chickensoupcookoff.com for more info and bid on gift cards from participating restaurants. This coming Sunday, February 21st from 11 a.m. to 2.30 at Congregation Emanuel, 1500 Sunset Boulevard. All are welcome. Chickensoupcookoff.com. This is Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, the sudden death of Supreme Court Associate Justice Antonin Scalia knocked the breath out of American conservatives. But they did not remain speechless for long. He brought intellectual rigor, uh, opinions that were a joy to read. Join us for this weekend's Town Hall Review and visit our website at townhallreview.com. Town Hall Review. Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070. The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call. We are live here in Houston, Texas, as always. Uh, 713-339-1070. What's happening with the markets in uh, very volatile markets in here? And the, you know... Where do I where do I start here? The you know the the S and P has been down is is down quite a bit. It it, it went down twelve point seven percent. What what we've been saying here is is uh, and, and we've been saying we've done it for our clients. We've raised cash. We had hedges on. We took our hedges, our short position in the market, which which was kind of a hedge against for our clients off a week or two back. Uh, we, we we still have a very very large amount of cash for our clients, and because we really think this is all about risk, we, we believe we're in a, in a bear market. And and, and the S and P five hundred was down about twelve point seven percent, but at the, at the bottom now it's rallied up about four or five percent. And a, a couple things are happening. the uh, The winners in this market so far year to date are are cash because it didn't lose any money, which we've been talking about it. It's not paying anything, but you're not losing anything. Um, uh, gold, gold stocks are up dramatically this year, year to date. Uh, gold is up dramatically year to date. Treasuries, treasury bonds, treasury notes are up year to date as as well. And, and what do all three of those have in common? A flight to safety. And and, and this is this is sort of what we're seeing out there. You know, I, I was looking uh, at, at, at Deutsche Bank uh Deutsche Bank is down about 50% since October of last year. And, and it got so bad a week or so back that Deutsche Bank had to come out and say, we're a very strong bank. There's no problem. Deutsche Bank is the big German bank. And this kind of came out of nowhere. I, uh, you know, we, we really are, are really good at, at monitoring things around the world and, 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 and keeping track of things. And 
uh, you know, we've had listeners call on the Max Out Saving Show asking about the banks, and we said, look, the banks in the United States are in good shape. You know, they're worried, should I take my money out of the bank? And we said, look, the banks in the United States are in good shape. Now, I can say this. Look, in 2007, we wrote that some of the investment banks were going to fail. Very, very controversial. Now everybody's out there as an expert on, on black swans. Back then, when I said it, 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 it was virtually nobody saying that out there. Uh, and uh, it, 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 we wrote about it in our, our free Max Out Savings Report. We, we detailed, we called it the perfect storm in uh, July of, of 2007. In November, December, we said, look, there's going to be some failures of investment banks because their balance sheets have grown too rapidly and they're going to deconstruct. Extremely controversial topic at, at the time. And people were really stunned in, by it and in, in, we were right. And uh, very few people out there, very, very few people out there predicted that. And and we explained how it was going to happen. Not only did we sit there and say this is going to happen, we explained how and why, which is what a lot of people – a lot of people are running around making prognostications, even though I can't say prognostication. Uh, so obviously I can't, but uh, they, but they really don't – You ha- in order to understand – Really, that type of stuff. You need to understand the how how uh, financial balance sheets are are constructed. You need to understand how people react. You need to understand money, and a lot of people don't. But uh, I digress a little bit, really. But so I said the U.S. banks are good. I've been saying the European banks aren't good, and uh, we've been saying this for a while that the Europeans never were able to restructure their banking system over there in 2011. At Max Out Savings Advisors, we suddenly, and I want to say July of, of 2011, June or July, we we moved all our clients' money out of Fidelity Money Market. We were using Fidelity at the time. Now we use TD Ameritrade. They, they got much better technology systems than Fidelity. But but we moved all our money out of Fidelity Money Market funds because at the time, not today, but at the time, we found out that 40% of the assets of the Fidelity Money Markets were in European bank debt and and we realized that if those banks got in trouble there was uh there was going to be a big problem and, and our clients could lose money which was unacceptable to us we you know we'll lose money for our clients from time to time but we want to make sure that their main chunk of their portfolio is is reasonably well protected and so and we moved into tax free money market and treasury money market because we realized that there was a problem in the european banks and we were not gonna, we were not going to fund that problem for our clients money and and so but the reason this is kind of a long-winded story but the same thing has sort of happened to Deutsche Bank again this time but the strange thing is there's not been really any big trigger it just seems to be a general panic struck through the markets and and I almost call I, I in our most recent max out savings report we write about Hurricane Rita I don't know if you remember Hurricane Rita and Katrina Katrina comes in and wipes out New Orleans uh it was a complete disaster uh that the levees broke uh in New Orleans, uh, you know, somehow they were able to hold for years, but then they they let their they let their guard down in New Orleans, and and and, and the levees flooded, uh, and 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 so the next I want to say the next year or later that year, I'm pretty sure it was the next year, another hurricane comes starts heading toward Houston, and people panicked, and they and they said, look, if you're within 20 miles or 15 miles of the coast, you really should evacuate. Well. People a hundred miles away from the coast took one look at. They remembered New Orleans and Katrina, and they're like, "Hey, I'm going to Dallas." And the only problem is, we had over a million people suddenly decide to leave the city at once, and the roads gridlocked. 
and I never will forget driving up to up by the woodlands in spring, driving up to spring and then seeing at, at the, on the road, there's people camped out. They were, they were at, they'd run out of gas and they were all at the Exxon and the, in the shell stations up there. Uh, you know, they were just parked in, in, in on the side. They didn't know what to do. There was no policeman. There was no nothing. And it, you could have had riots break out and no one could have stopped it at all. It was like something out of uh, The Walking Dead. It, it literally, it, it, if you were in that, you really understand what it, but, and, and what happened is people panicked. Houston is is 20 or 30 feet above sea level. New Orleans was about two feet under sea level. So it, we were never going to get hit that badly here, but people just in their mind. And so what happened is I think with Deutsche Bank, they panicked. And I think that's what they're doing here to an extent. And this is the real danger. And, and so, yes, the banks in Europe really have problems. This is why we're not really in Europe, because they they can't solve their problems. Americans, solve, we get into a problem, we solve it. We restructure our banks. We've been all over our banks. We're getting to reduce liquidity. They're going to get even tougher with them, but at least we're trying. The Europeans, they sit and argue and talk and discuss and drink espressos all day long and never accomplish anything. You know, nothing ever comes out of Europe. I don't know how they make Mercedes and Benzes and uh, BMWs and Porsches in Europe. You know, it, it... it's really remarkable because they don't seem to be able to achieve anything else. And, and, and so, but it's the, they don't have that can do attitude. They don't have that American spirit that we do. So they're in trouble over there. So, but Deutsche Bank suddenly crumbles. Look, what's going on? Why, why is the big German bank and things are slowing down, but they're not slowing down that, but, and that tells you there's real problems out there. There tells you also that people are, are sort of panicking. They're looking what's happening in China. China's debt levels have skyrocketed. China, the, the, the industrial production is dropping in China. Now, China will quickly tell you that they're growing seven they're growing 6% a year and there's no problems. And if you believe that, I, I've got a bridge in Brooklyn I'll sell you as well. It, it, the, the fascinating thing about that, about uh, China's GDP numbers, is all these corporate executives repeat those numbers. And why do they repeat them? They're not stupid. They don't believe that. But they all know if they say, well, China's really not growing, they have horrible financial problems, they'll never sell a product in China. And, and so the Max Out Savings Show will not be in, in China. We've been pointing out their problems. We've been pointing out the fallacies of China for years now. We went over to China to look at their problems. We went and looked at the ghost cities in Tianjin. We went into Beijing, saw the empty towers everywhere. And, and we understand what the problem is. We understood that China was using 40% of the of the world's commodities, 40 to 50% in some cases, the world's commodities like cement, copper, zinc, uh, aluminum, iron, steel, iron ore, coal, and 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 they couldn't keep this up. And, and so we sort of adjusted our portfolio. So we're living in a world today that is very volatile. There's problems in China. There's a dramatic commodity slowdown that Brazil has gone into a recession. Uh, South America's in a recession. Uh, the socialist Venezuela, uh, Bernie Sanders, you know, socialist buddy down there, they literally cannot keep the shopping malls open because there's electricity shortages because they can't afford electricity and the shelves are bare. Children are going without food in Venezuela, but we need to put socialism in this country. But that's another story. So there's huge problems around the world. And the Federal Reserve has artificially propped up asset prices for a number of years, and now that's failing. 
Look, the brightest minds in the financial investment world are now saying that that the quantitative easing and the zero interest rate policies have been a failure. They artificially pushed up asset prices to artificial levels that aren't real. And so people, investors like ourselves, for our clients, we're very cautious because like, well, look, these aren't real prices. So we're not going to go play a fake game and then wipe out our clients' retirement savings. And so we we understand what's happening out there. So now we're shifting. We're having the Federal Reserve is is, is winding down their quantitative easing program. The 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 dollar's gotten stronger, which has slowed down corporate earnings. Stock prices are falling. We're in a bear market, and things are starting to change. Now we will see. It's always darkest before the dawn, and we're going to see. It's going to get worse in here, but then later on, it's going to get better as we get a new president and people get excited about what's going to happen. And and. The country has been what a lot of people what has been completely missed about this. If you look at this, since Barack Obama has been elected, we have had the worst recovery since the Great Depression. Now, you could blame, in all fairness, a lot of what he inherited was a complete mess. But after seven years, it should have changed. And and this is the same thing that the research never looked at in the Great Depression. Was part of that just that they had a socialist in, in Franklin Roosevelt or... Was it, or was it the depression? It, is part of this the problem that we have basically an anti-American in the White House that people don't have confidence in, so they're not, so they're not moving the economy forward. I think what's really exciting is we're going to go back to turning the economy around. And what's it going to take to turn around? It's going to take confidence of the American people. They need to get their confidence back. It's going to take lower taxes. And one reason you lower the tax rates on everybody is that forces, and particularly corporations, then that forces everybody. They don't need to go to Washington to get a tax break because the tax rate are so high. Then it, regulation is out of control in the United States and sapping our vitality. We're going to have to get roll back regulation, roll back taxes on the American people, roll back. We have the second highest tax rate in the world for corporations. I'm going to repeat that. A lot of y'all don't realize this. The second highest tax rate for corporations in the world. And so everybody's moving, they're moving their plant and equipment overseas. So we we roll back taxes, we reduce regulation, and we free the American people so they can believe in themselves again. And that is going to turn around the country. And I think Ted Cruz, by the way, has got the best program for that with his 10% tax in rolling back uh, regulation. Tell you what, let's take a call from Don. Hello, Don. You had a question for us. Uh, yeah, Ted. Um, um, you know, the Fed uh, raised rates uh, uh, in this deflationary spiral that yeah. we have. It's pretty obvious we're in de- def- deflation. Everything's deflating, yeah. including commodities. Uh, they raised rates into that. Obviously, that was a mistake. So uh, my question is, when do you think that they're going to, what are they going to be able to do now? Are they out of ammo? Are they going? When are they going to do QE4, you think? I mean, what... Um, I, I guess that's a question on a lot of people's minds right now. So. Yeah, look, I think what they're going to do, I think they did two things. I think they knew exactly what they were doing with this rate increase, and I think they probably knew it wasn't the best thing. But I think they looked, they go, look, we're going from zero to a quarter, so it's not like this is a massive tightening. But what they've given themselves is a chance to pull it back to zero, which is kind of then everybody gets excited. I think they're going to have they're going to wait longer. We're right in the middle of an election. If they come in and 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 do a big quantitative easing program and jack up the stock market into the going into the elections, the Republicans already 
are, are, are after the Fed. They think they're, they've been on the wrong track for a while. They will dismantle the Federal Reserve. And, and I think that's sort of what, what they're looking at. They're kind of out of ammunition, as you point out. And so what it's going to have to be going forward, we're going to have to be – it's going to have to be three things. In order to get the economy going, the Fed is as loose as they possibly can. They're going to have to roll back taxes, reduce regulation, and probably do some type of stimulus infrastructure type of spending, in which is what they probably should have done a while back, but the Obama administration never was going to do anything like that. They might have done a bunch of stimulus, but they weren't going to do anything else, and the Republicans weren't going to go along with that. If you get that a package of lower taxes, reduce regulation, and an infrastructure spend build-out, that is what's going to get the economy going, I think, Don. Well, this- yes, this is a result of, uh, of uh, what's happening recently. Every time the Europeans or European central banks says they're going to uh, reflate, lower their currency, the market goes down. Look what's happened to Japan. Japan, the last couple of weeks, has tried to reduce the value of their currency and reflate the market's gone down 20 percent yeah and so again, i think that, that game's up, yeah. over yeah. that game's over right yeah no i agree completely with you don that's what they're looking to, to answer your question i think if the market goes down 20 percent or more then you're going to start seeing them wanting to do something but they're going to really hold their fire until really it becomes real obvious they have to do something what they want is by the way, by them not doing anything, it, it, it forces the Republicans and the Democrats to come up with solutions. They're going to have to be implemented next year. We, we've got a lot of work to get in with Republicans and Democrats to change this country up next year. And, 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 and I mean, a lot of stuff has been put off for, for seven, eight years that really can no longer be put off. And, and so the Fed is going to try to buy us time later this summer, maybe late uh, late spring summer and then and then this is going to be debated in the election then you're going to get some decisions coming out but between now and then it's going to be a pretty rough time well you think then do you think that there's possible we could go to negative interest rates like it's been rumored uh, i think it's possible look uh, janet yellen said that they hadn't determined if it was legal or not now look you know the they figured out whether it's legal or not. So they're, they haven't made a final decision, which means we really don't want to do unless it's just an emergency. I think they're going to try to do something else and because uh, I, I don't believe a capitalist system works with negative interest rates. Okay. And look what, what, as you pointed out, look what happened to Japan. Exactly. Um, well, then, uh, where's the safest place? There's no safe place for cash. Uh, money market. You just wait in treasuries. And gold. Well, if we go to negative interest rates, then you're going to be uh, in the stew again there. Right? Yeah, but if you lose a half or 1% on your cash, it's a heck of a lot better than 30%, 40% in your stocks. Well, is that a, then are you making a better case to be in uh, TLT in a 20 year bond? Uh, we're, yeah, we're, our clients are in that bond, are in that now. Yeah. That's what I thought. Thank you, sir. Okay. Take care, Don. Yeah, you know, that's because people are going to flee to cash. They're going to flee to treasuries. They're going to flee to gold. And remember, with negative interest rates, you've got a negative carry on gold, which means you're not even losing any interest. So that, that's a good deal. Uh, tell you what, coming up here in a break, you'll be right back here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for that free report or uh, an appointment with us if you'd like. And we'll be right back.
The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Proclaim 16, the NRB 2016 International Christian Media Convention takes place February 23 through 26 in Nashville, Tennessee. Join thousands of Christian communicators, authors, pastors, and ministry leaders. Hear innovative speakers Rick Warren, Eric Metaxas, and Ann Graham Lotz. Learn about emerging technology and effective web-based ministries. Worship with singers Michael W. Smith, The Gettys, and Jordan Smith, winner of The Voice. See and hear presidential candidates Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, Ben Carson, and more. Sign up for the Digital Media Summit and hear from John Acuff and other social media experts. Attend the Film Summit on Friday, February 26th, and hear from world-renowned experts on filmmaking. If ministry is your passion, then join us in Nashville, February 23 through 26 for the NRB Convention. For all the details, visit nrbconvention.org. That's nrbconvention.org. We're having an everything-must-go sale with the Discount Shopping Club. We already have deeply discounted prices on amazing products and activities, from kayak rentals to ice skating, from counseling to cruises. But right now, you'll find a two-hour kayak rental from all points of sale was $50, now just $10. Great products and services from quality businesses at amazingly low prices. No membership, no fees, just savings. Go to the Discount Shopping Club at am1070theanswer.com right now. When you go to work in the morning, you have plenty of choices. However, only one morning show can inform and entertain you at the same time. It's the Sam Malone Show. We take issues seriously and try to put a smile on your face, too. Along with J.P. Pritchard, Chuck Tiller, and Tom Fontaine, Sam Malone covers everything from local to national news, talking with key newsmakers, getting to the truth, and letting you know what's really happening. The Sam Malone Show, weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on AM 1070, The Answer. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, okay, uh, coming out of the final segment of the show, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. What about this thing with the Pope and Donald Trump? You know, I tell you what, I went... Donald Trump kind of blew that deal because he didn't read – if you want to be president of the United States, you should at least read exactly what the pope said before you comment on it. One thing, people at that level, typically it's important to listen. One of the things that's helped me over in my life is, is partic- particularly when something I'm really interested in or people at that level – you have to listen to exactly what they say. You can't just sort of listen and then come up with what they said. People like the Pope says something. He says it very precisely. And he really did. He did not call Donald Trump, a, uh, say he was not a Christian. And, and he had a very good point that I think most of us would agree with. But the problem is, is people just sort of heard wall and not Christian and didn't even understand what he said. Uh I, I, I and, and I, you know, I, I think we do need a wall, and I think uh, Ted Cruz would be better at keeping out and putting that together than Donald Trump. But it's really disappointing that Donald Trump didn't listen to exactly what the Pope said in that situation. But a lesson to learn out of this is when you're dealing with people like that, listen to exactly what they say so you can understand what they say because they tend to nuance things. And if you don't catch the nuances, you really miss what they said. Now, I think we got a question from Paul coming in. Hello, Paul. 
Uh, good morning, Ted. Uh, I uh, have an idea. I don't know if you heard yeah. what just happened in Maine. No. Maine just passed a law that requires the utilities to pay solar homeowners 33 cents a kilowatt hour. This means that Maine is sort of copying what happened in Texas, where Texas you can make a lot of money with wind. Wind, yeah. Now, Maine yeah. is now um, allowing homeowners with 100 solar panels or so to make about $1,000 a month off their uh, rooftop, which means that someday we will see houses where the solar energy, the money you make from solar energy, will pay the mortgage. And Maine is sort of the leading edge of this right now. And uh, three weeks ago in California, they passed a similar law. Uh, they only pay 15 cents a kilowatt hour, but you could still make almost $1,000 a month in California from your roof if you put up 100 solar panels. Um, 100 is not an uncommon number in Europe. I've lived in Europe where 100 panel, it looks like an A-frame house. And uh, you just have 100 panels up there. And you, in, in Europe, you can make two or 3,000 a month from solar, whereas eh, in Maine you could make a thousand, California you could make a thousand, but at least it's aiming us in the right direction of uh, more use of solar energy. Yeah, look, look, I mean, two things. First of all, if they pay too much money, you're going to get too much capacity. Then the problem with that is the other the other homeowners around the area have to pay the higher, the 33 cents, when they could probably maybe get 15 cents a kilowatt hour. I, I don't know the numbers precisely. So, well, so, I do know the numbers, and I can tell you exactly what it is. It's like a crowdfunding uh, proposition. It's a market economy in uh, states that do this where – Every homeowner that does not have solar has to pay 1% more on their electric bill. So that means I would pay about a dollar a month more. And I'd be willing to pay a dollar a month more to uh, help develop solar in my state. Yeah, yeah. No, here's the. This is the flaw in that, Paul. Is that's correct with small amounts, but the more you put on, the more instead of it's a dollar, it's two, three, five, ten, twenty, thirty dollars over time. I look. I, I don't think it's a bad idea to help to some extent. I, I, I I'm real suspicious of, of, of programs that are that that basically move the free enterprise. But if you want to have some solar, I don't have a problem with putting some on there. But understand, the homeowners are going to have to pay more that don't have it. Here, the good news about solar power and what you're pointing out, it's becoming much more efficient than it was 20 or 30 years ago in the last oil crisis. And now it's starting to be a game changer for production electricity worldwide. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Paul. Good, good comments. But, yeah, that's the only danger. We don't want to pay too much. And one of the problems is, is, is the middle class is really getting hit so much. We want to try to keep costs down as low as possible. Hey, by the way, Paul points out Texas is really a leader in, in wind, uh, renewable wind energy, uh, which works real well unless we don't have wind. But that's another story. Uh, markets, what do we do? I get a lot of questions on the markets. Look, here, here's a couple thoughts. Uh, if you look at the transports, they're down 30% off the high. Uh, from the last 12 months. The Russell 2000 is down 23%. The Emerging Market Index is down 37%. Very, very tough market. There's not been many places to hide. The the S&P, I didn't see the number today. We were down as much as 127 I think we're down about 6 or 7%, 5 6% in here right now. Uh, we're actually doing really well because we're basically tremendously on the sidelines. Plus, we're in treasuries and gold and some other stuff that's working. But the thing that's surprising is the list of, of what is not working. 
which is transports, which is S&P 500, which is Russell 2000, which is developing markets, which is emerging markets, That's a, which is REITs, which is MLPs. That's a pretty big list. And, 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 and this is why we really have been counseling cash, unlike a lot of people. A lot of people have thought they've been able to manage risk by, by going into small cap, large cap, international emerging markets uh, and junk bonds and bonds and government bonds. And that's really not worked at all. Uh, I, I think what you have to do in order to protect your portfolio and protect your retirement is you really have got to have a much more dynamic type of risk management in, in the world today, which is what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, every Everybody out there is really, and we write about this to some extent in the Max Out Savings Report with the Hurricane Rita in our most recent report about, you know, uh, everyone is kind of panicking all at the same time. And, and and it's making it's making the ability to to asset class risk management much more difficult. And you have to sometimes just instead of playing that game, you step aside into cash, and you don't get much in cash. But the advantage is you can lock in some pretty good returns when there's trouble. We're we're doing a lot of work in the oil company area right now, and in, in, in the energy sector, in the bond sector, and so. Uh, you know, we're seeing great opportunities. We've had to wait two years for to get some of this stuff done. And so, uh, but now we're seeing the opportunities, but you have got to have that risk management ability. And that allows you to have a protected retirement and and where you don't have to worry about the ups and downs of the market. And that's what we sort of do at Max Out Savings Advisors. So if you have, if you'd like to set up an appointment, you know, if you have an IRA rollover, you'd like to set up an appointment with us, we can take care of that at Max Out Savings Advisors. We use TD Ameritrade to hold your assets and then we'll just manage them for you. But just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and sign up for that free newsletter. If you've got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what David did. Hello, David. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Ted, right? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, how are you? You know, I wanted to um, – uh, that last caller kind of reminded me of something. Uh, as I understand it, the reason why the economy is crashing right now is because of product dumping. and uh, Yeah, overcapacity, and- yeah. Yeah, and it's the oil, and it's the Saudi Arabians who are trying to basically destroy Russia by doing product dumping. And so I'm wondering, you know, since it's crippling China, it's crippling South America, it's crippling America. Everybody's losing their shares. They're forced to sell their uh, their uh, shares at, at the wrong time, so mm-hmm. everybody yeah. is being crippled. Their uh, collateral is crashing. Uh, you know, we're working ourselves into a huge uh, crash because of product dumping. And I'm wondering, is GATT going to chase after uh, uh, the Saudi Arabians? Uh, is there any attorney general is there, uh, that's going to go after uh, the Saudi Arabians for product dumping? No, that's a good point. Look, it, here's the problem, David. It's not just – it's not really dumping. There's too much capacity. What's happened is the central banks around the world have flooded the world with money since 2009. And look, this time, our research says this is very – we've been saying this for, for years – is very similar to the 1930s. In the 1930s, after 29, 30 to 33, they eliminated massive amounts of of capacity, also put on tariffs. And so asset prices, uh, commodity prices recovered. It's not just oil, zinc, uh, uh, aluminum, copper – iron or have all plunged in price. And so 
what's happening is is there's too much capacity in the world for all all these assets, and that's what makes this so difficult. Uh, I think you're going to see more trade barriers put in place. Is how I think it's going to. It either might be through pollution tariffs. It might be through. Uh, through uh, the 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 trade organizations saying they are dumping like they're doing with steel and some of the things against the Chinese, it's going to be rules and regulations, and that's what the world's going to break down to. Because the, but the central banks have allowed too much capacity to build up in industrial and commodity, and that's what we're dealing well, with. You know that gets into a whole other thing. I mean, when you look at uh, you know we got all these people that tout everybody should be going on the gold standard, the gold yeah. standard. Well, even King Croesus, who invented the gold standard, knew yeah. there was wasn't enough gold to go around to get everything done. If you had all your gold invested in building one building, or you had all your gold invested in building a bridge or building some uh, road or something like that, then you didn't have another amount of money to be able to work on a second project. So the idea that the way you're laying it out, well, the, the International Monetary Fund was created so that there would be able, the collateral of an old nation, say like a nation that had a whole bunch of temples and famous uh, tourist sites and all sorts of shrines and beautiful vistas and this yeah. and that, that became the collateral of that nation. And so they were able to build other projects based upon that collateral. Well, now, if you had a war come along, like we're doing in Syria, and we're destroying temples, and we're destroying vistas, and we're destroying Buildings. farmland, then we're destroying their collateral. And if we allow every to go back to the gold standard is a dead ringer wrong, and to destroy other people's collateral is dead wrong. So, uh, what is going on? Yeah. With the world okay, let me economy? try to give you an answer quick, David, on that because I'm running up against uh, the time here. Look, the, the situation is it's not that we want to go back to the gold standard. Gold is going to do well because these these countries are debasing their currencies to try to compete against each other, like. Back then, we had too much capacity. Uh, energy energy production uh, capex was about four hundred billion dollars a year in two thousand six seven. It went up to eight hundred to nine hundred billion a year in ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen. There's too much capacity. The same thing in iron ore. The same thing in everything out there. In a free market system, what happens is the prices go down and it takes capacity off the market. That's what we're dealing with in the world today. A much well, but you're saying $800 billion, that's nothing. They're saying that the uh, what Genie Energy, which is out there in the Golan Heights, it's Dick Cheney's new project, that's worth $24 trillion. You know, that's uh, – uh, and let me let you go because I've got to get, get, get this show cleaned up. But look, the, I'll believe it when I see it on that. Uh, you never know. You hear these big stories out of places. And I hear massive amounts of, of, of shale oil in Saudi Arabia, too. But the problem is, again, that's too much capacity. You're going to have to rationalize well, the agree. capacity. And it's dumping again. Yeah, so but that we're going to see some changes come up. I think in a world today, you got to be very cautious. I think we're in a bear market. You better have higher levels of cash. But thanks for the call. I'll tell you what, I'm coming up on the end of the show. If you haven't signed up for our free newsletter at maxoutsavings.com, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You can also set up an appointment with me, and we'll show you how we use our risk-based uh, value investing approach uh, to, to manage people's retirement. So if you need some help, we are here in Houston, Texas. This is not some national infomercial. Uh, go to the website. Look, things are very tough out there. Now's when you want to have, you want to be uh, cash in the sidelines. Don't listen to the siren song of CNBC and the establishment telling you things are great. It's very tough. We're in a transitionary period where things are changing and, and the world is rapidly changing. And what you want to do is try to get ahead of that. 
So I hope you know, I, you know hope everyone has a good weekend here. But if you need some help, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings, and we'll get you set up with a free report. And also, remember our motto and our philosophy. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. Now is not the time to, to back off the savings of your 401k plan. Keep putting money into that plan. If you don't like the market, just put it into money market or whatever. But don't, don't stop your savings plan. Don't let the uncertainty scare you out of your savings plan. Remember, the first part is to save aggressively. But the second part is to invest conservatively. And so that's the key. So understand that and keep that savings plan going. We're here to build up wealth over the long term. I hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Show, Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors, produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.